A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Kyle hates me. He should hate you. I know. I'm a bad friend. Oh, my God. Mike, are you serious? What you did to him was selfish. <sighs> Kyle's selfless. He always thinks about other people first. The Climb is a new independent film that has swept through the festival circuit this year and has now made it to New Zealand cinemas. It's about a male friendship over the course of about six or seven years that is riven by conflict. I invited Mike for Christmas. What? He is not doing well. We were his only family, now he has no one. Mike's in the living room. He got fat, right? Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Fat. Hey, we should do catapult next. No, that's a black diamond. He's gonna crash. Okay, well, it's snow. If he crashes, it's snow. I'd rather not crash. Kyle, no one wants to crash. He's gotta go. Yeah, he's gonna go tomorrow. I mean, like, he's gotta go away. Like, not in our lives. But he's my friend. Sometimes when you think you're doing the wrong thing, it's actually what's needed. Let's go. At the beginning of the film, the two protagonists, Mike and Kyle, are cycling up a hill in France when Mike tells Kyle that he's been sleeping with his fiance. He waited until the hill because he knew Kyle couldn't catch him. The basic premise was at the heart of a short film with the same name that the pair made in 2018, which formed the basis for this feature-length effort. The climb was written by Michael Angelo Cavino and Kyle Marvin, and Michael also directed it. I spoke to them from their office in New York and started by asking how it grew from a short film into something more. I think because because of just the situation had changed in terms of the, the context of what the argument was. So in the, in the short film, I had broken up with my girlfriend and it was my ex-girlfriend he was actively sleeping with. And, and it didn't really work for the premise of the feature. And so for the feature, we took the, the stance that I'm currently with you know, my, my fiance, soon to be wife. And, uh, and, and I sleep with her. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, and it, I think it had more, it had a lot to do with um, the fact that the story needed to continue on and uh, all the screenwriting books say you need to raise the stakes. <laughs> so that's what we did. <laughs> you took the advice that was available to you. Yeah, I, I basically, I, I bought a $12 book and, and changed our script to accommodate it. It's amazing how much difference a $12 book can have. <laughs> Did you know when you made the short film that you wanted to expand the idea? We had a pretty good, uh, yeah, we, we had a good idea that we wanted to. I mean, if the short film was not successful, I, I, we were pretty certain we wouldn't expand it to anything, but, um, you know, I think because it was well received and it premiered at Sundance and, and gave us a little bit of, um, you know, there was a tension around it. It made it much easier. Um, and we liked the characters. So that was the, that was really the, the thing that we were drawn to is playing these characters and, and, and what their relationship was with one another. We wanted to kind of continue that out and, uh, and, and pressure test it at multiple sort of situations and scenes throughout their life. 
How much of those characters are you two? Uh, I mean, Kyle is exactly who. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I think for for any any person who's writing, and especially if you're writing and acting in it, you're going to mine your own experiences. But I think a lot of that actually went into more of the situation stuff and the characters just became, you know, characters that we thought were interesting and fun to see in a crucible with each other. And so we, you know, we kind of made them amplified versions of a, of a human or, you know, the most extreme friend you have and probably both, both sides of the spectrum are these two guys. I mean, Mike, it's fair to say that within this film, you play the more sometimes toxic character. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Was that an easier thing to do with you as the director as well? Like it might have been quite hard to direct someone else being that sometimes unredemptive. I think I had a level of confidence that I could pull it back where I needed to because I had full control. And mm. that allowed me to be um, just just free with how big, how how unredeemable I might appear in a scene or how far I would go with some of the things that we would write. Um, because I, I knew that I... I, I I felt like we had a good sense of how far was too far. And, you know, I'm sure some people watch it and go, yeah, you went too far. I, I lost, <laughs> he lost me. I, don't, I hate this movie. But um, for us, I think it was, it was that balance of like trying to understand that he, he, he thinks he's doing things for the right reasons, even though objectively speaking, we can all look at it and say, this guy is, is, is like flawed in his judgment. How did you find your arc with your character, Kyle, trying to, Uh, It's such a tricky one because everyone keeps saying that he's the best. He's the best. He's so sweet. He's so nice. Uh, Is it? But I felt like that character was very frustrated by the way that people were talking about him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the the beauty of the Kyle character is, you know, he's seen as the as the the good one throughout. But in reality, I think he's equally flawed to Mike. You just don't. It's not as objectively flawed you know what i'm saying so i think there was plenty of fun stuff for me to mine as we were going through it in terms of how this character evolves or evolves in certain ways and doesn't in others and how you know that type of personality can be equally destructive in the world of you know trying to grow as human beings it's it's also you know it's a bunch of characters who it's a bunch of selfish characters you know talking about kyle who is the one character who kind of uh, puts other people first and t- saying that he's the best. And it, it's kind of just indicative of their sort of self-interested behavior that they would be like, Oh, he's the best. It's like, yeah, he's the best because he listens to you and he caters to you <laughs> and not, not, you know, so it's a, I, I think, I think it, it, you have to listen to kind of what character is saying that in order to, you know, I mean, in order to kind of understand where their perspective comes from. We really wanted to play with this idea of selfishness and selflessness being, you know, sometimes equally problematic. Um, so, so really like being able to, sorry, being able to play that out um, was, was fun. At the heart of this film is kind of how we live with ourselves. Was the writing and making of the film cathartic? Yeah. I mean, it was cathartic in that, uh, I mean, we, we spent so many years trying to make a film like this and, and, and not getting there and, and, and yeah. coming close, but not fully getting there. So that was, you know, there's a catharsis in getting to make your first film as a director. And, but at the same time, you know, I mean, Kyle and I have been friends for a really long time and we've been working together and, and, and 
the whole thing came together very quickly and and it was sort of this you know year and a half of just full on you know nonstop working on this film so we didn't really have a chance to think about it until we were you know sitting at a premiere in Cannes going what is happening how did we even get here um and and I think that was very i guess you know cathartic and surreal at the same time as part of what you're addressing in this film the kind of modern obsession with fixing ourselves or fixing others I mean, I think we don't, you know, we, we don't set out with, with clear mandates like that yeah, from, fair enough. from yeah. the writing. So, so for, for, for that end, you know, no. But I do think what we are, I think what we're interested in is this, the human experience, which is that, you know, or partially that. And I think that was something that we were really interested in is how people grow and how, you know, people don't grow in certain ways over periods of time. And how, you know, they maybe move to the side instead of moving up in, in certain aspects of their personality. And, and those things are fascinating to us and, and equally beautiful and valuable, I think, as a human experience. Yeah, but, but to your point, I mean, there is obviously an element of characters who have this sort of um, desire to, to make things better, make their situation better, fix things, um, and not just let be. And I think, you know, some of the real, so some of the characters, their, the realization or their growth throughout the film is just learning to accept um, people for who they are and situations for what they are. Speaking briefly about the cycling as well, can't leave it alone. Is there a lycra renaissance in the States? We're seeing a huge one here. Are more people going uphill on a bike? Yeah, absolutely. it's crazy. <laughs> uh, all the bike shop is sold out of bikes. I, I mean, we've gotten... I personally have gotten more calls from friends asking me to like, what bike should I get? You know, like, I'm like, well, first of all, let's start with the more important thing. What Lycra outfit do you buy? And then you buy the bike. And they're like, really? I'm like, absolutely. You have to have your stretchy clothes before you have a bike because, you know, it, it's sort of about the priorities anyway. We for sure have friends who are riding in, in outfits that cost more than the bikes they're on because of our recommendations. <laughs> it does feel like the bike's almost the last piece of the puzzle, really, when it comes yeah. to <laughs> I want to ask briefly about the music as well because that was kind of my favourite part, the, the two vignettes where the live musicians enter. Where did that idea come from, Mike? Uh, that was really, we, we knew, we knew structurally that the film needed, um, to, to pause and to, to reflect and to sort of, we, we needed almost to like clean the slate a bit and, uh, and give a palate cleanser to the film in certain moments, especially when we were jumping forward in time. And so we, we you know, at, while we were scripting the film, we, we toyed with a bunch of ideas and as we were building these sort of aesthetic, uh, language of the film, it kept we kept realizing that we're like really leaning into these some these flourishes of cinema that might feel a bit showy or might feel you know like like they're not it's not it's not it was never intended to be um cinema verite where it feels like you're a fly on the wall it was always like we should be aware that we're watching a film and so we started thinking what better way to make people aware that they're watching a film than sort of adding in musical interludes you know that really harken back to uh the type of films that we love and, and sort of like the celebration of cinema that we wanted to kind of uh, uh, capture with this film. So, you know, it, it, it wasn't, I, I don't know when we landed at that idea exactly, but I know that it organically came about. And once it went in there, it just felt natural. 
And finally, what's next after such a personal project? What are you working on now? Uh, well, we, we, we just wrote another film that hopefully will be our next film to shoot, um, uh, which, which we're really excited about. And that's kind of similar in tone to The Climb. Uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's about people growing up and, and, and uh, <laughs> you know, parents and children and dealing with kind of the expectations of, uh, you know, maybe uh, not fully succeeding in life and, and uh, letting your parents down or letting your kids down. Um, realistically we're just continuing to work on more personal work so it's just it's just us letting uh trying to gr- let our uh our grievances out on paper i think that was michelangelo cavino and kyle marvin the writer and director duo behind the festival film the climb which is currently playing in new zealand cinemas on general release